You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. And do we have a beautiful view. We are live at the Sandia Sports Bar. 50 TVs. We're looking at the Sandia Mountains. We see the entire property here, the resort of Sandia Resort and Casino Golf Course, of course. And then you look on the west side, you got the view of the Mesa. I mean, it's absolutely stunning up here. And the menu is top notch. And we've got Two football games, including one that's going to start at 5.15 and one that's going to start at 6.15. 5.15 game, Saints-Panthers, 6.15 game, Brown-Steelers. Uh, but joining us now in the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is our coach, David Williams. I got to start here, coach. You coached for 37 years, and uh, the last part of your coaching career, you were the head coach of the El Dorado Eagles. How many times did you get into a game, Coach Williams, in which the final score was 64 to 56? Absolutely none. <laughs> Uh, well, your thoughts on that game? They're down. To, El Dorado, uh, the team where you coached for so many years, was down 29 at halftime. James Yoda said it was the biggest uh, comeback he'd ever witnessed. Just, uh, I really admire what Coach Dotson is doing. He told me that they needed to two platoon, uh, put their best kids, athletes, on offense, and to keep them sharp and fresh so that they could use their offensive attack. And if the defense gave up 50, then the offense would have to score 51, and, and they've stuck to it. And I know it's exciting for the kids because they've had a couple games where it's never over till it's absolutely over, and I know they're having fun. Yeah, and you talk about the two-platoon thing. I mean, every team would love to do it, uh, and it's because, but it just doesn't happen. I mean, you're inevitably going to have certain players that you want on the field as much as you can. Uh, see Deion Sanders for all that, if you don't believe me. But Coach Dodson committed to just having a specific offense and defense, and most of their more athletic players, say, are on offense, and he's just going to live with whatever happens on the defense. Is that what you're saying? That's it. And, I mean, there's times you'll see even – for instance, in that first half of their recent game with Clovis, just just giant plays by the opponent's offense. I mean, they're breaking off 70- and 60-yard plays, whether they be run or pass, and then, you know, the El Dorado offense is back on, on the field. And so the combination of their persistence and foregoing kicking uh, PATs, but instead go for two points every time, um, they're racking up points like crazy. All right, well, another team that's racking up points and might have one of the biggest stories of uh, the area, and that's what Elijah Brody is doing at quarterback for West Mesa. I know earlier this year they lost to Volcano Vista, but everybody that's been put out there in front of them, including Atrisco Heritage, has fallen to that uh, West Mesa offense led by Elijah Brody. Talk about him as a Big-time quarterback that is not afraid to carry the ball each and every time, Coach. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's sharp stick in the park. And by that, I mean let's just draw up a play in the huddle and get it to <laughs> Elijah and see what happens because um, he is not just the essence of the offense. He is it. And he's involved in every single touchdown. Um, and, and it's just the question in their league and moving into the playoffs how long can he carry them? Because uh, there's no question 
what's coming up on offense, whether it's third and short, third and long, fourth down situation. It's going to be Brody, and most often he's cashing in and, and making the difference. All right. Well, we know that Cleveland went to Artesia. Great high school football game. Artesia ends up beating Cleveland. Nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, they'll always remember that game. But are we starting to kind of see a, a separation here, Coach, where it might be uh, – we thought about Rio Rancho. They lost at home to Hobbs. Uh, we yes. thought there was like a big four or a big five. But you really think uh, that it's kind of narrowing down to three teams, that being Centennial, Cleveland, and La Cueva, when it's all said and done. Is that your thoughts there, Coach? That's right. I mean, I think as far as the, the Artesia guys are concerned, it's, it's Artesia and Roswell High. And however many times they get to play, <clears throat> they'll decide their district championship and, their, and the state championship. In the north, uh, and, and, and those teams that are involved in the southeast, um, I just don't see any other team breaking in yeah. to the to the big three. It's just uh, those teams have separated themselves. Uh, they they play well when they uh, face themselves head up. You know, when one has to play the other, it's not just a a runaway by one team. And so uh, I think I think Cleveland has for opponents created a little bit of breathing room and think well, you know. There's a chance we're going to have to score and play our best, but there's a chance we can beat Cleveland. All right. We're talking to our coach, David Williams. We talk high school football. We also talk Lobos, okay? You were there on Saturday night. I hadn't had a chance to get your thoughts. Give it to us, dude. You usually give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tell us, uh, you know, the final score, 27-17. We know about the Lobos driving to start the game, but let's talk about what was in front of you in the latter part of the third quarter and the fourth quarter where the game was won for the Aggies, Coach Williams. Well, I, I was personally uh, disappointed that the Lobos didn't win the game. I thought this was really going to be a good opportunity in front of a big crowd, uh, to entice a group to keep coming back and supporting Lobo football. So from that standpoint, it, it was disappointing. The the differences that were going on, the defense of New Mexico University had absolutely no answer for Diego Pavia. He was creating space. He was able to move the ball on the ground. He could find receivers and get the ball to them, and they were making catches. So that... That one-man show of Pavia was really impressive. And I, there's no question that the offense of New Mexico is better. The quarterback looks better. He's protected more often. He throws spirals. We don't seem to separate our receivers from defenders. There's no wide-open receiver. He's closely contested and... It takes a perfect pass to get the ball into the receiver. We just kept throwing that fade pattern in the fourth quarter uh, down to the Red Menace area, and it never completed it. We just couldn't get that ball uh, into the receiver's hands. I don't think there's any question that the biggest concern in the coach's office is defense and secondary coverage. Yeah, and that was one of the things, uh, Coach, that Danny Gonzalez highlighted in the postgame was some new guys in the secondary out there you know, of course, uh, Jarek Reed now with the Seattle Seahawks, and so you you have some new guys that are trying to learn that position. That was one of the things that I was you know curious about coming into the season. Is overall, Coach Gonzalez has had a few years now to implement, uh, and you know, of course, formerly with Coach Long too, this defense that they want. But you still have some new guys 
that are going to have to come in and, and try to learn it. So a, a three-game sample so far, and you'd be hard-pressed to pick three different levels of teams for the Lobos to play so far. Yeah. What is the biggest concern out there? Is there something that, that maybe uh, guys still have to get more comfortable with? Is it you know thinking a little bit too much out there? What is the biggest thing that you think is the next step for them? There is no question that uh, on any position on the football field that you want to have players that are confident in what they are going to do at the snap of the ball, and they have the technique to do it, and you don't want hesitancy. When you hesitate, you lose. When you wait, you lose. And so you can't have that in the secondary. They can't be waiting. They can't be hesitating. They've got to play every play as though it's a pass. This is a pass. And then make the adjustments later. But, uh, you know, it's almost impossible to replicate the speed of an opponent in practice. So that's one of the things that the Lobo secondary has to do, get on the field with the opponent and say, you know, who's fast, who's not, who's big, uh, who can run a certain route, and then you've got to be able to make that adjustment. So seriously, in the next possession, you're more prepared than you were in the first, and you've got to progress as the game goes on. And I will say this. When an offense finds a guy on the defense that cannot adjust, that cannot make the uh, proper play, they will continue to go to him until he's replaced. I mean, that's that's just a factor of the game. Well, and, and to Diego Pavia's credit, there certainly was some of that. It, it it got a little bit tighter as the game went along, from what I could tell, Coach. It looked like very much the feel of a rivalry game, especially in the first quarter. Both defenses almost having that feeling out process, having having some soft spots in the coverage that the quarterbacks were able to take advantage of, maybe just trying to get a sense of what kind of offense it was that they were going to run. Was it as simple, from what you could tell, as the Aggies just made better adjustments in the second half? I, did, I think they, I hate to say that they were better prepared, they were more comfortably prepared. I mean, they were athletes of equal ability on both sides of the of the ball, it's not like uh, we were outclassed or outmanned. They simply, in my impression, uh, opinion, they made not the adjustments, but they applied what they'd been taught and executed a game plan. And I thought the I thought the Lobos were searching. We're talking to our coach uh, David Williams here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017. The team he's with us every Monday. We talk Lobos. We talk high school football over the weekend. While we have you here, Coach, I, I, I got to get your reaction just you know from, from another coach's perspective, but also just as a Lobo fan, seeing on the outside, it ends up becoming really the story of the game as much as anything. You know, We're talking to Coach Gonzalez in the postgame, and he puts down the guarantee that they're going to find five more wins over the course of the season to become bowl eligible. It's all anybody wanted to talk about in the postgame. I'm just curious what your reaction was when you heard that. I, I hope. I hope that I would be hesitant to put that kind of label on my team and the kind, that kind of expectations based on what we've done in the last several seasons. Uh, I think if that's something that is a coach's motivation and inspiration, that's his business and his staff's business. But um, we, got, we have fans with good memories, and uh, you, you start throwing out there, we will make a bowl game, I guarantee it, then you're holding up a great big target on yourself. All right, Coach. Uh, all right, Coach Williams. Um, yeah, and the other thing I'll just add, end with, you know, like th- there's an old saying about like teams uh, need to learn how to win. 
Yeah. And I was like looking at the Aggies, you know, they were uh, seven and six last year, two and two this year. So uh, nine and eight in their last 17 games. So I think they've been in a lot of games like what we saw on Saturday night. Even this year had played two games that were a lot more nip and tuck than, say, the Lobos had played. Uh, how much of a factor is, is that really a thing, you know, players knowing how to win? I think that is a factor of not giving up, irregardless of what the cushion of a lead might be. I, I, my opinion is that uh, the Aggies have a guy they can go to, and that's Pavia. And he's yeah. like, you know, get on my back and let's go, because you know when we snap it, I'm going to give you a chance. So block until the whistle, because you'll never know where I am. And, uh, you know, the Lobos, I think, when you get into these dilemmas, you have to have leadership. You, it's a lot different than just clapping your hands and saying, let's go, boys, before we run onto the field. It's a matter of leading in practice, leading in the locker room, leading about everything. If we're going to win, this is what it's going to take. All right, Coach. Thank you so much. Well, Danny Gonzalez, like he said, he had to get ready, start getting ready for UMass. That was yesterday, I think, until 3 o'clock. They had to get over that one. Now they're moving ahead to playing at UMass. All right, Coach David Williams, thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us every week. We're here live at the Sandia Sports Bar. I'm Joe O'Neill. Scott Galetti alongside Sam Hauser back in studio. Peter Trevisani coming up. And then we got Zach Gentry after that. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.